So there's uh, one or two more things to say in regard to addiction and praise and the wrestle with God. I've said it before, but it bears repeating so much and as well because I didn't include it in yesterday's uh, talk about praise. And that is the importance of opening the heart up and praising God during the very state of addiction. Now, why is it important to say that? Because in addiction, well, first of all, let's say that addiction is not primarily, that that is the primary core of addiction, is not the drug of choice. It is not alcohol, it is not drugs, it is not food, it is not pornography, it is not gambling addiction. It's the, the core issue is the state of mind. And the state of mind is, now we're looking at this solely from a Christian, Judeo-Christian point of view, which I believe is the true point of view that is expressed in Scripture, and that is that mankind, all human beings, were created to be in an open, loving, warm, securing relationship with their Creator, Father, God. That's the joy of being a human being. God made man in his image, male and female, and in that image is the expression of all the beautiful characteristics of God. We have security, we have love, we have safety, we have joy, we have purpose. But as you know, according to Scripture, according to the book of Genesis, at the beginning of time, mankind, the first pair, began, well, not began, but walked away from God. They saw the temptation in the Garden of Eden. It looked lovely. It looked appealing, quite contrary to everything God had said. And the result was that mankind, or man, those first parents of ours, took that fruit. And in the moment of taking, there was this sudden shock of shame and guilt and fear. You remember that uh, when the God drew towards them, calling to them, they hid they hid from the Lord. Now, this may be literal or it may be symbolic, but it is all teaching the same thing, that mankind has fallen from its state of this open, beautiful, warm, secure, loving relationship and purposeful relationship with God and is now in a state of hiding, what Paul calls in chapter 1 of Romans, suppression. We are hiding from God because we now believe or sense or intuit that God is dangerous. He said, in the day that you eat of the fruit, you will surely die. But the fear in mankind's heart read that as, in the day that you eat the fruit, I will kill you. God is seen in some incredibly sub well what shall i say subconscious way as the killer the one who is dangerous to our soul how ironic how sad the very opposite of what we believe 
And so God is a sort of killjoy to the person in addiction who has no faith. That is not to say that people in addiction don't have faith, but those who are in addiction and are struggling with their faith will see God as a killjoy. Our addiction is something that satisfies us. It gives us pleasure. It gives us satisfaction. It gives us escape from the pains of the world. And, of course, that is everything that God was meant to be, to give us pleasure, to give us not escape from the pains of the world, but the ability to cope with with them and the ability to work through them. So, you see, addiction in a certain sense is an idolatry. It is an an alternative to God. Anyway, the point that I'm coming to is that mankind, that human beings, that you and I, in a state of addiction, will feel this guilt. We are tempted, we desire to do our thing, and that leads us, that, that, that the desire to do our thing leads us to an instant sense of guilt and shame before God. We may not be conscious of that, it may all be unconscious. And then comes what? The blocking, the blocking of God. I have often asked a person in addiction, when he's going through the throes of an addiction, what do you think about in relation to God at that point? And he or she will say, I never think about God. It never comes into my mind. I just feel the addiction. I feel the desire and I go for it. Well, when a person says, I never think about God, he thinks that's just normal. But I want to tell you that that's abnormal. If we were created in God's image and we were meant to have a beautiful, open, warm, loving, caring relationship with him, then not to think about him is an abnormality. It is a state that we have created within us because of our guilt and fear. We think of God as condemning us and as judging us, and as poking his finger at us, and as saying, you're a failure, you never do anything right, what's wrong with you? And that kind of message coming through our brains is so painful that we choose unconsciously again, we make an unconscious choice to block it. Now, when you block God, what do you think happens you go into a state of darkness, of al- aloneness, of terrible isolation, because you and I were meant to have this fellowship, as I keep repeating, with God. Psalm 36 says, Thou art light, and in thy life we see life. Uh, no, thou art life, and in thy light we see light. Well, when we block God, the lights go off. The light of God goes out. And the isolation becomes so intense that we don't even have conversation or fellowship with ourselves. We have shifted our center. We have lost it. And we feel that we cannot find ourselves anymore in the dark. So what happens then? Well, the only comfort left is the addiction itself. The urge to fulfill the drink, the sex, the drugs, 
in order to get some kind of relief from this pain. Now then, that is the backdrop for the reason why we start speaking to God in addiction. You see, Jesus, our Savior, God who sent his Son for us, took our judgment upon himself. Jesus, when he died on the cross, was dying as judgment for the whole of humanity, not for himself. And that means that as we believe in Jesus, we are no longer under judgment, no matter how much struggle we are going through or defeat or failure. You say, well, Colin, you see, I, I, I don't believe in Jesus when I'm addic addicted. That's the problem. Yes, you do. You may. You can say, Father in heaven, I have this desire upon me, and though it's a strong desire, I want to thank you and praise you for this desire. Well, that sounds absurd, you say. That sounds crazy. Listen. We thank God for the desire because it is an opportunity to train our faith. Every desire for a sin or an addiction is an opportunity to strengthen the faith muscle, to build our faith. To Remember what faith is. It is trust in God. God doesn't depart from you when you're struggling. He enters into it with you to help you. He comes into your darkness. When you're in the darkness and isolation, having blocked him, it's futile to wait for yourself to come out of the darkness in order to get right with God. That's what people do in addiction. They say, I can't accept God. I can't be a follower of Jesus until I uh, at least come out of this uh, cycle and this episode that I'm in, and then I'll get back to him. No, 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 no. We need to realize, we need to learn how to believe in him, to trust in him that there is no condemnation while we're in the struggle. And so, you see, the addiction is upon us, and we say, Father, I thank you for this struggle, and I feel a hypocrite saying it, Lord, but I'm going to anyway because in this struggle I learn to praise you. I learn to talk to you in the dark. That's the point. Faith speaks in the darkness. Faith doesn't speak in the light. It doesn't need to. It sees clearly. Faith is, is trust when everything is dark, when things don't make sense, when everything is a confusion, when we've come to our wit's end. That's when we trust in God to work things out, to bring his grace to us. And our God lovingly, graciously comes to us in that dark time. And so we lift up our heart. Father, I praise you that this is not the true me that feels this addiction. For you have declared that Jesus broke the power of sin, the identity of sin, and the judgment of sin. It's not the true media, God. I thank you for this temptation because it's a reminder to me to praise you for who I really am. I am freed in Jesus Christ. I'm an innocent person in him. Father, I thank you that I am not abandoned in this addiction. I'm not under your judgment and wrath. I, this is an opportunity to praise you that you are here with me. 
You see, that's Romans 5, and then I quoted Romans 6, or was referring to Romans 6, and then Romans 7. Father, I praise you that I am not condemned for this temptation or this failure. Think of it as a failure as well, because you are my righteousness, dear dear Jesus. And Father, I thank you that this addiction that speaks to me of one of the many deaths that I constantly go through, I praise you that I am not under the power of death. Now look, when you do these kinds of things, when you praise in the darkness, you learn to bounce back from the temptation or from the failure. Bounce back ability, as I call it, resilience. You don't stay down as long as you used to, a week or a month in depression and, and moroseness and, uh, and uh, some kind of infliction of judgment upon yourself to prove to God or give him, impress him that you're re- repentant and remorseful. No, if you sin, sin at six o'clock, you bounce back at six o'clock. You lift up your heart before God and you say, Father, I thank you that you are here with me. And though I have sinned, I confess it to you. I ask you to forgive me. But I praise you that there is no condemnation. And so this conversation with God is the restoration of that fellowship, at least to some degree, of that fellowship that we used to have in the Garden of Eden with God when everything was open and beautiful before him. Well, thanks for listening today. This is Colin Cook, and this is how it happens. And tomorrow we'll start into the chapter 9 of Romans, chapters 9 through 11. I hope this has helped you for me to review over the last couple of weeks uh, Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8 in regard to addictive struggles or, or temptations. And I hope as well that you will help this program to stay on the air. I would appreciate your donations to keep the broadcast going. It's now in its 25th year, and uh, the program costs $39 per program or uh, $200 for a week's programs. Send your donations to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160, or make your donation online at FaithQuestRadio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. Thanks then. I'll see you next time. Cheerio and God bless.